Basically, the City Limits podcast is going to be a place for creators and artists of all types, all walks of life, all levels of experience to have a voice and explain to people in the community what it is they do, who they are, why they do what they do, and what inspires them. Don't give up, don't give in. You've come too far to quit this city. All right, we're rolling. Uh, welcome to another episode of the City Limits Podcast. Um, I hope everybody is staying safe and um, washing hands and shit and whatever for uh, during the quarantine. Hopefully, all this stuff will go back to normal somewhat soon, and uh, people can get back to work and doing normal things. Um, I know I've said this before in previous episodes, but I just want to reinstate that even though this is based out of Raleigh and the whole purpose is, you know, the name is city limits that I don't want to limit it to specifically like Raleigh, like the Raleigh city limits. So I'm going to have the next couple episodes are going to have a couple friends of mine who I met, uh, last summer, we shot a couple uh, music video together. We shot, um, some stuff today, actually. I have on right now uh, producer out of Johnsonville, North Carolina, uh, Tavares Jordan. Thank you for coming on, bro. Yes, Thank sir. You for, Appreciate you having me, man. Even though you work mad early. Yeah, it's all good, man. <laughs> hey, we still going to knock this shit out, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. So uh, you grew up here in North Carolina. You've been yep. here your whole life. Yeah, been here my whole life, man. Uh, grew up in Johnsonville. Uh, yeah, bro. Small town, country boy, man. You know, a lot of people... Don't believe that shit when I tell them, but yeah, bro, I'm from the woods, man. Yeah, and we were talking in the car. You said you want to stay kind of out in the country. Like yeah. the city's a little too much <laughs> yeah, for you to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a little too much for me, man. I like to mingle in the city. I like to uh, network and, you know, just uh, enjoy the, you know, the, the the shit that the city has to offer. But as far as like actually like winding down and uh, being with family or just like being by myself, like I really see myself being in the country man yeah 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 i don't know i'm i didn't grow up in the country but i also didn't grow up in the city like mm-hmm. in new york so right i think the country is a little too much for me right like my wife is a huge fan of like her grandparents grew up kind of in the middle of nowhere okay over gotcha. in, in michigan on the east side of michigan right um and we used to visit out there but yeah i don't know if i could live like like where you do like in the middle of that i mean <laughs> I, I just think with me just growing up there man i was just kind of conditioned you know yeah. Um, till when I got older, it's like shit. You know, this is kind of how I uh, find peace and tranquility, man. Just you know, uh, not being around a lot of people, man. Yeah. Or being around a lot of you know, a lot of movement. You know, like I said, like I love the city, though, man. Like I love going to the city. Um, but I just think you know, my peace of mind always come when I can go back into the countryside of things and just chill out man and not really be around a lot of people because yeah. i'm not really uh an extrovert you know i'm definitely mm-hmm. an introvert i don't really like being around a lot of people at all but i am friendly though you know i don't want to yeah. <laughs> you know make people think that i'm not like friendly or yeah. i don't have social skills or anything like that like i have all of that shit but i just prefer to not have a lot of people around me <laughs> yeah. yeah is that falling that mic no no you good i oh, mean i thought a, it was like starting nah, to nah, sink nah. Uh, is, it, is it a little bit? I'm going to tighten it. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah, that should do it. Hell yeah, we good now. All right, back at it. So would you say you've always been like an introverted person or is it really since you started like working on music and, and working kind of like solo that you 
No, nah, man, I've always been like that, man. Um, like, I remember being in grade school, man, first, second, third grade. Like, you know how you would get, like, reports home, I guess, like, on a weekly basis or even on a daily basis in some cases. Like, my teacher would always be like, you know, he's a smart kid, but he's just real shy and, you know, yeah. he don't really talk much. Because, I, I mean, i just always been observant, you know? Yeah. Like, even then, like, being in school and shit back in the day, like, I knew who the knuckleheads were. I knew who the kids were that just did their work. I could kind of always uh, differentiate that shit, you know? Yeah. And kind of just try to find my spot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, man, I've always been an introvert, bro. Like, always. I uh, I just don't like a lot of people around me, man. <laughs> you know? I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know how else to put it. I don't know if it's, it's an easy, energy. It's easy to trust. Yeah, exactly, That way, bro. too. Yeah. Exactly. Keep the circle tight. Exactly. It's easy. Yeah. Yep. Less room for, like, negativity and right. stuff like that. Boom. Do You hit yeah. it right on the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what got you into producing? What got you into making music? Um, well, I grew up playing the drums. I've been playing the drums since I was like five years old. Like I grew up playing in church. Uh, so really, uh, my whole music background, man, stems from my grandmother, man. Like anytime that I'm able to, I give her all the credit because without her, I wouldn't even be talking to you right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? She uh, she put me on the drum set early. And just to give you a little background about her, she's the minister of music at our church. She's been a minister of music for shit well over 40 years now. Oh, you wow. know, so she's raised generations of people, you know, coming through the church, joining choirs and stuff like that. So by the time I came around in the early 90s, I was born in 92, but by 98, I was already playing, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, every, everything came from her, man. Uh, just growing up with her, and then I grew up with her as well. So, you know, just hearing her on the piano every day or seeing her writing out music, like all of that just influenced me. And I guess it was kind of in me already, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it wasn't even really, I don't even really think there was like a, a time where it was like, oh, I want to be a musician when I grow up. It was like, it was just always in me, bro. Yeah. You know, but shout out to my grandma though, man. <laughs> that, that's where I got it from. Yeah, I wish that, I wish that was, that was something that I did when I was younger was play like drums or yeah. something. Like I, I think I played, I think it was fifth grade or sixth grade, I played clarinet. Mm. So, right, right. Like 6'2 yeah. in the sixth grade <laughs> playing the clarinet. Yeah. Yeah, that, I quit that quick. Yeah, but, but uh, uh, yeah, man, she uh, she put me on the set early, man, and I'm glad she did, man. I I, I really feel like she, uh, she knew what she was doing. I don't think she just did it just to do it. I kind of yeah. felt like she wanted to give me something to... Uh, look forward to later in life as I got older. Mm -hmm. So uh, music, I always stuck with it, man. Like, this shit never left, bro. From playing the drums as a youngin' to getting into producing when I was, uh, shit, I might have been like 15, 16 when I first started uh, getting into the software. So, yeah. So to answer your question, I got into producing from my background as a musician, as mm -hmm. a drummer. Dope. What, uh, what was the transition into producing? <clears throat> like, Jumping into a software, like what um, made you want to do that, or just well, kind of came. Well, I mean, really, it just kind of came. So, shit, like I said, I was born '92. So by the time I was 15, this was like what, maybe 2007 ish. This was when, uh, I guess you could say, like the word on FL being something that was like, it. I think around that time, mid 2000s, FL went from being known as just like a shitty software to a software where you can actually like make some real money. You yeah. can get some real accolades, you know what I'm saying? Because by that time, 
shit, you had producers that were starting to get placements off Fruity Loops or winning Grammys, the whole nine. I mean, uh, like even somebody like Knife Wonder shit, he been using FL for a long time. I don't know if he still uses it to this day, mm-hmm. but I know early 2000s, he was tearing FL up and had everybody fucked up. Like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, he making this type of shit on Fruity Loops? Like, this this is crazy. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, man. Um, I think just coming up in the mid two thousands, it was a uh, it was just an easy transition for me to get into the software because um, I mm, I didn't really want to. Well, I'm not gonna say I didn't want to, but the hardware it was just expensive as fuck. Yeah, NPCs or even keyboards and shit, man. Like with my grandma being a musician, we had keyboards laying all around the house and shit, and it's crazy because man, them keyboards they run, man. Like they run, yeah. And even an MP. I mean, I'm sure to this day, it's still going to cost you a couple bands. I mean, and that was the same case back in 2007, 2008. Yeah. But uh, the software, I mean, and I was always computer savvy. So mm-hmm. I learned how to, like, get crack versions of software and shit. And I was like, oh, shit, I don't need no NPC. Right. So, yeah, man. Yeah, I think the first time I heard of FL was probably when a lot of people did was, like, when Soldier, when we found out Soldier Boy made crack right, on right. the demo version. Right, right, right. I was right, like, right. I'm about to go download that, too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was... Ain't that, ain't that some shit? Yeah. All, all our fruit loose, man. Yeah, that that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, how long did you start produce? How long were you producing before you started messing with like samples, like real? Because that's like that's one thing that I knew know is like a difference. There's like you can you can use like the 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 plugins and VSTs, or right. you can like chop up records and stuff like that. Right. Um. Well, really, man. Like right when I first started making beats, I was kind of I was doing both. I was sampling. And making original stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I I kind of was just doing them both at the same time. And, man, I think the very first record that I tried to sample was, uh, it was a record from Donnell Jones, R&B singer Donnell Jones, uh, Where I Want to Be, the title track to the, to the album, Where I Want to Be. I found the instrumental, and I looped the instrumental. Like, it was, and so I really didn't even chop anything. And yeah. mind you, this is my first time taking a stab at it. So I just looped that shit and threw yeah. some drums on it, you know? So, uh, but but I've, I've always been conscious of the sampling and shit, though. Like, um, like I, I mean, I've just always been a student of the game, man. So even before I was making beats, like, I was listening to Knife Wonder or Ski Beats or Alchemist or Primo, all these guys, you know? And I guess with me being a musician already, I was kind of hearing it. Mm-hmm. From a, a different ear You know It wasn't like I was Hearing it from an untrained ear Yeah So by the time I actually did start Sampling and shit It didn't take long For me to actually Find my niche And like Find my My sauce You know what I'm saying And, yeah. and how I wanted to Chop samples Yeah I messed with samples A little bit And uh In FL And I think I just, uh, It's been so long Since I used FL uh, Slice X Yeah uh, That's that what, what you I used that yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was using that And then I switched to Logic and then I started using Serato Sampler. Got you. Serato Sampler and Logic has like a bunch of like I'm not really good at sample chopping. Right. Like a little like I understand like right. how to do it and stuff like that. Right. But I just don't have that ear for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I would say maybe a little bit. Obviously not to the level that you you are. You yeah. know what I mean? But like yeah. I mean, and I just attribute all of that man to me being a musician first. Yeah, for sure. Um and like especially these days, like a lot of these young cats, they don't give a fuck about trying to learn any instruments at all. And I can't really blame <laughs> them because shit, I don't know how to read music. Yeah. I I mean, I, I'm I'm blessed to know how to play by ear. Like that's a total blessing in itself being mm-hmm. able to hear some shit and just play it back cuz like 
and I don't play the keys at all, but I can put some chords together. And like, yeah. and a mob might think I know I play the keys and shit, yeah. but bro, I can't play the keys for shit, but I got an ear, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you show me a chord progression on the piano, man, give me 30 minutes and I can play that shit back. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, to even be able to identify like the individual notes to put right, it together. Right. That's that's yeah. I think a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I could do that. They right. hit one key. Right. That's in the key of that right. song right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. When did you realize that you had like that ear? You know what I mean? Um, let me see. I think I I think I realized it. It, man, it was super early, bro. Um, so one of my one of my favorite producers on the hip hop scene. Well, matter of fact, I'll go before that. I remember it was like 97. I was like five years old. Um, Usher had a song out called My Way, which was the title track to his album, My Way. Anyway, this was back during the cassette days, late 90s and shit. Mm-hmm. So my mom had a, had uh My Way on cassette. And uh the cassettes used to come with like if you had a if you had a cassette that was a single, it would also come with the instrumental version of that single. Oh, so yeah. I remember I remember the instrumental version would play and like just in my head, I could just memorize the drum patterns and shit. It's kind of weird trying to explain it, but like even to this day, man, like I can memorize drum patterns, mm-hmm. and it's just so weird. But I remember being five doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, damn, like this shit is kind of destined, man. It's like yeah. it's not it wasn't like I was just listening to a beat. Like I was mm-hmm. dissecting that shit, um, learning arrangements and all that, man. Early. Before Damn. I kind of like, I guess, really knew what I was doing. You know? Yeah, so it's just always been something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's always been there. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I know you from prior conversations. You went to ECU. Yeah. Eastern, yeah was yeah. it Eastern Carolina? Yeah. East, Car- East Carolina University, man. Graduated twenty fifteen, man. Class of twenty fifteen, man. Some of the best times of my life, man. I tell you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lord have mercy, man. And then, you know, just looking back in hindsight, it's like, damn, you know. Uh, I mean, I I enjoyed myself when I was there, but there were definitely times of like depression and you know, just trying to figure shit out while you in school. You know what I'm saying? But man, it sounds me, like that's the definition of college. Yeah, probably. exactly. Yeah, for a lot of people, right, yeah. right. But man, just looking back in hindsight, five years later, it's like, man, those are some of the best times, man. Shit was. Mm-hmm. So much simpler back then, man. Yeah. But yeah, I loved it, man. Shout out to ECU, man. That purple and gold, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I felt about like playing basketball at school. Right. Like I don't miss. I didn't get a lot of playing time in the games. Mm-hmm. I don't miss. I don't. I could care less about the games. It right. was like the workout. I've never worked out and been pushed to a level like that. Right. Um, and that was just a community college. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's not even like a D one, D two school. Right. Like I can't even imagine what that stuff is like. Right. But for not from not playing basketball in high school right. to going to like playing at a college level, right. even though it's a junior college. You know what right. I mean? Right. That's the part I miss the most is the the workouts and that like stuff right. like that. But I, yeah, like I miss everything about school. Like I just miss yeah, just the environment, yeah. everything. Like yeah, it's just crazy. And I, but I think what I miss the most, man, was. Uh, being around different people, man, and just networking on a everyday basis. Cause you're yeah. around the same, you're around the same people every day, but yeah, these people are from here, they from there. It's not people that you grew up with in your town or your city. Oh yeah. You meeting people from everywhere, man. So you deep you meeting like minded individuals. You meeting people that don't think like you at all, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was just tight, man, just uh building relationships with with a few guys, man, that uh that I'm still cool with to this day, man. Uh I got a couple cats, man, from New York that I'm cool with. Uh, mm-hmm. Cats from all over North Carolina, uh, California, man. Uh, you know, just a little bit of everywhere, man. But I wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet them if it wasn't for me going to school, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, man. 
Shout out to ECU, man. Good time. What'd you bro. go to school for? I went to school for sociology. And just to unpack that a little bit, I went to I really went to school uh because in my mind, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go off to college and I'm gonna get on either before I graduate or right when I graduate. Yeah. Um, so that's why I went. You know, and then plus I was smart enough to get in, so it was like, well, shit. You know, I'm smart enough to get in. I might as well go ahead and uh, find a school and state that I want to go to and figure this music shit out while I'm in school versus trying to figure it out going straight into the workforce. Yeah. Um. So that that was my mindset at 17, 18. You know, well, 17 really because I graduated high school at 17. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, yeah, man. So did you like what made you choose sociology? Uh, like, did you want to graduate? Nah. Is that always like plan A or B or like <laughs> not at all? Like music has always been the yeah, number one mu- thing. Music has always been the number one, and even uh, as far as my degree, sociology, that shit wasn't even in the plan whenever I first went off to school. You know, uh, so I'm gonna tell you what happened, man. Fuck it, we on city limits, so I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give them give you the big facts, man. So shit, I uh, first two years were cool, man. First two years were cool, then uh. No, the first year was cool. <laughs> the second year, that first semester was was all right, but then by the second semester of my sophomore year, shit was just started going downhill, bro. Like I was, I was doing way too much, man. And uh, shit, I got suspended. You know what I'm saying? They was like, man, mm-hmm. you got to go. You know. So they was like, shit, bro. At first, I was on academic probation, but shit, I didn't pull myself out of that hole. So they suspended me uh, after first semester of my junior year. Um, so shit. I was at the crib for six months. I was working, though, but I made sure uh, whenever I was eligible to get back in school, I took my ass back. Mm-hmm. So when I went back, um, I was like, fuck, I don't want to be here three, four, five years after whenever I'm trying to graduate. Then I got a little sister that's two years younger than me. I was like, damn, I don't want us to be graduating at the same time. The yeah. fuck? Nah, hell no. <laughs> I got to figure this shit out. So yeah. sociology was like, uh, it was the it was the, the next best route for me because my original... Degree was supposed to be business management. So I ended up making that my minor since I had already took hella classes in that field already. Yeah. When I went back after suspension, I made uh, I made business management my minor and uh, just made sociology my major. But it's crazy because what's ironic because when I got into sociology, it was like, damn, this shit is actually shit that I be thinking about all the time because like, I'm a thinker, bro. I don't really talk much unless I know you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of that shit that I was learning in the sociology field was shit that I was conscious of. I just didn't know how to put it in certain terminology. You know what I'm saying? What is it exactly? Because just even to say sociology, right. like I don't, I guess well, I don't know exactly what it right. means. Well, to- well basically, um, just to sum it up in a, a easy way, sociology is basically the study of human interaction. Oh, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. So us just, you know, having our dialogue right now, this is sociology. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So yeah, just just to you know, kind of sum it up in a in a brief way, man. It's just the 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 study of human interaction, man. Mm-hmm. You know, just how this shit uh goes, man. Like how how the world turns. You know, people gotta interact. You know, like it, it, that just has to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so two two questions off of that. Yeah. The first one is how does if it if so how does that translate into what you do now with music mm-hmm. and then two is like what have you observed like with everything that's going on with the coronavirus and stuff like that mm-hmm. what have you observed with interaction from the knowledge that you gained in school like right uh so the first part 
Uh, okay, boom. So sociology, well, to me, with me being a producer, um, I notice how music uh, provokes emotions. Um, let's say you in the club, you want to hear some Lil John or yeah. some, you know, some turn music. I mean, whatever, City Girls, I don't know any of that shit, you know. <laughs> you want to hear that, so, you know, you trying to get turned, you know. So you, you, feeling, you feeling good, you know. Or you can be coming down the road 3, 4 in the morning listening to some fucking Brian McKnight getting ready to fucking cry your fucking eyes out because you're thinking about some shit that broke your heart two, three years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, music music is uh, it's crazy how it provokes emotion, bro. And, like, even before I was going to school, I always was conscious of that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that always interested me. Um, and as far as, like, uh, like what's going on right now with uh, with this, this outbreak, it's crazy because... Um, from a creative standpoint, I look at it like this is like, I mean, just from an optimistic standpoint, this is like a, a good time for anybody creative, you know? Oh, man. Because it's like, for man, real? you know, you kind of forced to get on your shit or you not, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, so once this shit is over, man, you should have an abundance of of work, you know, whatever your field is creatively. Yeah. So for musicians, it's like, or, or for me, uh, Specifically being a producer Like man I've been banging beats out Like a motherfucker man <laughs> You know Just so you know Whenever this shit is Over with It's like man I got a I got a full catalog Ready to go You know yeah. So uh, yeah man I, So really uh, I just noticed man Like uh, it's, it's forcing creatives To uh, work on their shit man And uh, even stream I've seen like Streaming numbers Kind of been going up Cause I mean People ain't got shit to do yeah, you know, but get on their phone and listen to whatever the fuck you know. So yeah, that's all I do. Right, like, throw something on Spotify, mm-hmm. throw something on YouTube mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Go- going back to like the beat side of stuff. Yeah, um, how many beats would you say you've made in the last like month <laughs> since this all locked down? Yeah, let me see. Probably like twenty or thirty. Oh damn. Yeah, which is not even a lot, bro. Like man, because producers brag about how many beats they make a day or a week. Yeah, but it's quanti- quality over quantity. That's that's been my whole yeah. mo off the dribble, man. And that's my re- that's my weird thing with Splice. And right. that's kind of what I was gonna say earlier. Is right. Like, the fact that I can go on Splice and I could throw a beat together in like fifteen minutes. Right. You know what I mean? It's right. like it almost takes away from the art of it a oh, little yeah. bit. Oh yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Because sure. yeah. it's like, I, it's they're perfect loops. Right. So you just set right. your BPM to one hundred and five, <laughs> right. and you drop right. you drop the sample loop, you drop some strings, you yeah. drop the Mm-hmm. So and then just to kind of touch on how we were talking earlier about why I don't really fuck with it, I think just because it's so user friendly, where you ain't really got to do much. It's like right. putting a puzzle together, man. Yeah, you know. But you but know, I think it, for somebody like you, it might be able to just to spark other ideas, right? You right. know what I mean? Because you can reverse and pitch shift, mm-hmm. and you know all the stuff. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. And that's what I did with some of that stuff, right? But for somebody, I guess, yeah. So I guess it's very like. Uh, it's like playing 2K on like rookie mode mm, gotcha. versus playing on like all that's pro good, or whatever. That's a good it is. You know what I mean? Like you're playing, you're playing 2K on right. whatever veteran. I don't, right. And I'm right. playing on like rookie mode. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get into it one day, man. I'm gonna jump into it because, like you said, with me already having the mindset where I don't need it, it's yeah. like I could use it to catapult ideas and shit. So yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna check it out one day, man. I will I say the one thing that I think would be dope for for you is like, and I'm sure you already have like a stockpile, but they have a bunch of drum breaks. Okay. 
So even if you're trying to get like a melody down or something, right. just throw a drum break in right. and like have something yeah. to spark it in. Mean, I don't can, know. You can never have too many drum breaks because I got a lot as is, but shit, I could always use yeah. more. Like There's I, I got so a, much stuff. I got a huge drum library, man. Like it's it's massive. I ain't even gonna lie, but I love to add to it. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna check out Splice one day. How long would you say it takes you to like cook up a full beat? Two hours. Two. That's a long time too, ain't it? Yeah. Again, back to producers bragging. Man, I made this beat in 20 minutes. I made this beat in 13 seconds. Yeah, we could tell. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And you know, and sometimes it's like cool because a lot, I mean, a lot of those beats turn out to be hits and shit. Cause like a lot of these quote unquote hit records now, the beats are so simple, man, and uh so uninspiring. Where it's like, damn, like that's all you did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I love your guys' stuff so much. You right. know what I mean? Because it's like I've always been a fan of that. Anyway, yeah. like growing up in New York in the early 2000s, like you couldn't get away from 50 Cent, right. Cameron, right. Dipset, like all that stuff. Like I grew up listening to a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And then it went into the weird like mid 2000s era mm -hmm. when like Young Jock right. and them franchise boys <laughs> yeah. and stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah. like snapping and leaning and yeah. popping and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that's my favorite thing is like samples and stuff like that. And yeah. I, I just love the details behind it. So And then saying that's another thing. Like with me, man, like I study all of those different eras and phases of hip-hop music, you know what I'm saying? Even if one era or phase might not have particularly been my favorite, I still took the time to understand it and from a music standpoint, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, like, like the mid-2000s, like the whole lean with it, rock with it era, that definitely was not my favorite era coming, no, up, like coming up as a child, you know? But, you know, I still understood it, I got it, and... uh and even traces of that shit today is still in music, bro. And it's crazy because it's like, damn, like people were kind of, you know, talking shit about that era. But, you know, there's the some, MySpace era. Yeah, yeah. But there's still derivatives of that era today in 2020, man. Yeah. Which where, is crazy. where would you say you see it the most? Um, well, production wise, definitely in like the snaps. Cause you know what? They, they tried to call it snap music back in the day. I don't know if you remember, but they tried to like, uh, Pin a term on it Like a subgenre. They used to try to call it Snap music So like the Lean With It Rock With It song Or oh, okay, In yeah. My White Tee Or oh It was a few God. other records Where they You know They tried to make it uh, They tried to call it Snap music But like The actual snaps That were used in the beats Like those shits Are still used today bro Yeah You know It's crazy Yeah, yeah I guess you, you just don't realize it either. Right I feel like so much stuff Is recycled Oh yeah for sure But like in a good way Yeah You know what I mean Yeah Sorry, I keep looking at my phone, oh, but I have like good, a checklist bro. of stuff. You good? I don't want you to think I'm texting. Um, who are some? Who are some of your biggest like influences when it comes to producing? <clears throat> I heard you mention Ninth Wonder a couple mm -hmm. times, so I would assume. Yeah, yeah. Keeping it Carolina. Yeah. So what well, to keep it Carolina? Ninth Wonder for show, man. Ski Beats. Uh, those are probably my two biggest from from the Carolinas. Those those two off the dribble, man. Ski and Ninth Wonder, man. It's crazy. I, I think Jake One is my favorite. Jake One, oh, when it he, comes to he is a beast, bro. His beat breakdown, he is a on beast. YouTube, yeah, he is crazy. A beast. The, three King, the Three Kings beat. <laughs> oh yeah, that beat was oh, tough. Oh my god. Yeah, he a humble ass dude too. And you yeah. you'll walk past him and wouldn't even know who the fuck he is, man. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of where Looks I'm like trying Mac to Miller's get. Dad or something. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to get to. You know, have some of the biggest records, but I can still go on the food line and. Grab my fucking cinnamon toast crunch, you know, without anybody bothering me. Like, oh, yeah. did you do that beat for such and such? I don't, I don't want the fame and all that other shit. Yeah, man. but uh, yeah, knife, knife and ski, man. Those are those are my two biggest influences from Carolina. And then I probably have to say Devontae Swing too from uh, from Jodeci, um, on the R and B tip, man. He he is an incredible bro. And then again, like with me growing up in the church, 
like a lot of my chords and stuff that I play now kind of have like a gospel origins, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so that early Jodeci sound, man, that won't nothing but them boys that was playing in the church going to the studio and making yeah. making beats and shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, yeah, man, those, those my my top three for sure from from Carolina. But uh, some some notable mentions, bro, definitely Manny Fresh, Drummer Boy. Uh, Shawty Red, Jermaine Dupree, Timbo, Pharrell, uh, yeah. What is your so? Have you always stuck with um, FL? Or have uh, you ever, you yeah, no, nah, I've never, I've never switched. Oh, because you're still on like 12, right? I'm on nine, bro. Nine. <laughs> so you still got the legacy blocks? Yeah, all that. Yeah. All that. We we on we on the vintage, the vintage FL swag over Damn. here, man. And it's crazy because every time I tell somebody that, they be like, bro, nine. What does that shit even look like? So it's like, yeah, bro. I mean, I, I I've been on nine, bro. I think I start, I think I started on seven. Then nine came out around like maybe 2008, 2009, and uh, and I, I've stuck with it. I tried other versions of FL, but it was just like little shit that I couldn't figure out um, as quick as I wanted to, so mm-hmm. I would get frustrated and be like, fuck that, I'm going back to nine. Yeah. So, yeah, bro, I still be on nine, bro. And like I said, every time I tell somebody that shit now, they be like, bro, this shit you making now is on FL9? Like, yes, sir. It works. Yeah, it worked, man. Do you it use worked. a lot of like a... A lot of features or features, a lot of um, plugins and stuff like that. I got like as far as like for keys and stuff. Uh, or do you? I got a few VSTs, but I have like one or two that I use all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to. Yeah, I ain't gonna give them give out. Away. I ain't gonna give them out. But I, I got I got like the one or two VSTs that I use all the fucking time that has like thousands of sound banks. So yeah. I'll never run out of sounds. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then, like I said, my drum library is ridiculous, bro. Like gigs and gigs and gigs and gigs of drums, and it's uh, it's ironic because I use the same drums all the time. Yeah, you know, yeah, that goes off every episode. I just leave it. Oh, it's all good. Like, like, I was looking around like, damn, <laughs> <Yeah>. what? <laughs> no, That's it's cool. it's part of it now. I okay. went off the first one and I was yeah. like, fuck it, I'm gonna all keep right, it. Bet. Yeah, it's yeah, it's part of the project. <laughs> um, what was I gonna ask? Oh, um, how do you feel about like? One thing that I feel, do you watch the Rap Genius yep. Deconstructed? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like everybody just says, I do a gross beat on it? <laughs> uh, do you use gross beat ever? No, nah, I don't use that shit at all. Mm. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nothing against gross beat, though. I ain't, I ain't got nothing against gross beat, yeah. but I don't use that shit, bro. Nope, nope, nope. Man, I, bro, and I, mm, I kind of have like a minimalist approach when it comes to like even post production. Like, I might throw a filter or two on my beats. And that's it. And even with that, it's the same filters. I've been using the same filters for like the past two, three years. Yeah. I don't really do too much, bro. Like, I'm. I mean, my like a lot of my music or all my music, I should say, is is real is real clean. Mm-hmm. And uh, even some of my shit that's simple, uh, I still try to make it complex. If that make any sense, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but I've heard some, people like Russ say like you have to give. Um, the artist room to work. No, nah, that's, like that. that's real. That's real. That's real. About like keeping things minimal yep. and like how like you know that that clap might not sound dope or right. you'll have this weird like wood block that right. doesn't or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. You can morph things to sound good. Right. And then also uh 
uh, who's the dude that made uh, EXO Tour Life? TM88? TM88, yeah. Um, he did a beat breakdown with that where he talked about not using a lot of effects either. Right. He said he just levels a lot of his stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think he said he made that beat at the airport on a beast pill. On a beast pill. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> Ain't that some shit, bro? That's crazy. One of the biggest songs of whatever year that was, 2016 maybe, 17. Man, that no shit. Way. Man, Is that it that, that long ago? Man, yeah, bro, it's crazy, right? No, bro. It, now it might. Yeah, look at that. That was twenty. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, go, had, go, I'm Google guess that. Twenty eighteen. I'm gonna say seventeen. I feel like I was here. I'm gonna say sixteen at the earliest, but I, I'm pretty sure maybe seventeen. EXO tour life, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. That is crazy. Ain't that some shit on a beast pill? Yeah. Yeah. This is the problem with recording. <laughs> At home, unexpected with shit. With my back to the windows. Uh, yeah, it's a dope little setup, though. Right, now, and it's it portable. Is, like it is. All I got, all I have is this. Damn. You know what I mean? So if I gotta travel somewhere, yeah. is that like an interface or? No, not. I mean, it's a four. It's a four track. So it's got like a four track mixer, so oh, I can get separate vocals and damn. I can like cut out. And then it's got a limiter. It's got a built in compressor and stuff oh, like. Shit. If I want to use it, but damn. This is a little advanced for me. I'm lucky enough if I f remember to hit the actual record button. Right. <laughs> I fucked up like three times already. I've lost full episodes. Damn. I didn't realize that. Damn. <clears throat> I didn't realize multi-track mode. Like, right. Um, like if I record in stereo mode, it puts all of our stuff on one wave mm. form. And then um, if I hit record twice, right. it'll start a new track. Multi-track doesn't do that. Damn. It'll just overwrite it like a VHS. Oh, shit. So I like did a whole episode, then had somebody come over the next day, recorded their episode, lost everything. Damn. So yeah, it's a learn. I learn as I go, but yeah. it's worked this long. Nah, it's that's all it's about, yeah. man. Learn, learning that shit, bro. Yeah. That's a nice little device, though. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, we were talking about XO Tour Life. Yep, 2017. 2017. Beats Pill. Ain't that some shit? Shout out to TM88, man. That shit is amazing, bro. Yeah. Damn. Did you like the second? Have you listened to his newest one? Yeah, I didn't. So... Are you an Uzi fan? Uh, I'm re not really. Nah, I'm not. I'm going to be real. But yeah. that's nothing against him as an artist at all, bro. It's just, that's not really my cup of tea. Even though he only two years younger than me, I'm an old ass soul, bro. Like, I'm 27 going on 43 musically. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, but I definitely checked the album out. And the first one that had dropped, I didn't like that. But when he doubled back with the deluxe that had all the features on it, mm -hmm. it's like four or five records on there that I love. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Uh, and Pierre Bourne, that's one of my favorite producers right now as far as, like, the young cats. Like, I love Pierre, man. That dude is off the chain. And he, he got a couple on that Uzi album that's that's dope. So, uh, shout out to Pierre, man. Yeah. Who uh, who are some of your favorite people that are, like, current? Do like, you listen to a lot of current stuff? Yeah, or not? yeah. I mean, and, and see, and I feel like with me being a producer, that's kind of part of my job. Even though I might not necessarily like it, yeah. I need to know what the fuck going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Keep up with this shit, you know, even though it might not be some shit that I'm listening to in my ear, but my AirPods, hey, I still need to know yeah. what's going on as far as uh, contemporary music, man. Um, so who are some of the new dudes, would you say? Uh, producers or, or artists? Uh, both. Both? Go both. Uh, producer side, man. Cardo not really new. Cardo been around since Cushion OJ, but shit, he's still on fire, man. That dude Cardo is off the chain, bro. Cardo, uh, I like K Fisher out there in LA. Uh, he do a lot of work with Larry June. Shout out to K Fisher. Me and him actually be uh, collabing on beats here and there. Um, who else I like, man? Shit, Pierre Bourne. Um, who else? Let me give out one more name. Uh, somebody new I like. Uh, Matter of fact, let me go through my Spotify right quick. Let maybe Tavares? Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe me. Maybe, maybe myself, shit. 
Um, nah, I'm gonna I'm go through my Spotify right quick and see see who I'm listening to. Um, I'm trying to find somebody new though. Like I got a lot. Like I listen to a lot of old shit, bro. It's crazy, man. Myself, man. Fuck it, Tavares, bro. All right, go with the older one then. Older. Who you, who's on the playlist right now that you've been listening to? All right, boom. So I got a whole Jay Z playlist with all his albums. So shit, I mentioned Ski already. We mentioned Knife. Shout shit, out I, to Jay Z for finally putting his bruh, stuff back on Spotify. I was so happy, bro. That's what I'm on too. When I saw Reasonable Doubt come on my yeah. uh, like Your Today mix or whatever, right. I was I was excited about that. Hell yeah! So shout out to uh, Just Blaze for show, man. Mm. Shout out to Just Blaze. Shout out to Bink. Uh, he did a couple joints on Blueprint One. Shout out to No ID, man. Shout out to DJ Quick. Shout out my nigga DJ Quick, bro. Mind you, I was born in '92, so I, I missed that whole era as far as being of age. Mm-hmm. But I always been a student of the game, man. Like I always go back and listen to old shit. And DJ Quick, that's definitely one of my favorite producers. Honestly, I would put him over Dre. I know that might be a little, <laughs> you know, some people might not agree with that, but shit, yeah. man. DJ Quick was a fool, man. Like. I encourage anybody that think I'm tripping, uh, as far as putting Quick over Dre, man, go back and listen to DJ Quick old shit. You'll be like, all right, all right, yeah, <laughs> I can see that. And then as far as like new artists, who do you like? New artists who I like, man. Got to mention Amad Latif <laughs> off the dribble. Shout out my nigga Amad, man. Uh, besides Amad, shit, bro, I like uh, I like Roddy Rich, man. Roddy Rich, cool. Um, He's dope, like. Live, not I don't know live, but like I've seen some of his stuff where he's like no auto tune. Yeah, no I'm about to say no. Nah, I seen him live. He he got a voice on, him. bro. He is talented. He got he got a real yeah. voice on, him, bro. And I I and he can play the keys, bro. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's what sold that's what sold him on me because I was already fucking with him. Man, I seen that nigga playing the keys. I said, oh, he better than all these rap niggas. <laughs> he better than all these niggas. This niggas on on stage with the keyboard actually playing. Yeah. So I was like, shit, bro, it's it's hard to beat that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because anybody can rap, but shit, who going to stand in front of a keyboard and play some chords and rap? Yeah. Shit, bro, not too many, bro. It's kind of like um, Trap John Legend. Right, exactly. You should coin that. Yeah, so shout out to Roddy Rich, <laughs> man. Shout out to Larry June, too. Another cat from uh, California. He from uh, San Francisco. Yeah, you were telling me about yeah, him. Yeah, bro, man. Man, I've been listening to Larry for a couple years now, but it's like it's getting to that point now where like he gaining traction and the momentum is, is getting crazy. Mm. Um, yeah, shout out to uh, Larry June as well. Who else, man? Uh, let me try to give you one more name with somebody new. Uh Shout out my boy AJ Snow down there in Dallas, man. Me and him been working too, man. Uh, real dope cat, bro. Like I said, he from Dallas, but uh, he man, he got hella projects out, man. Um, he kind of on some like it's reminiscent of like some some G funk slash like down south shit, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a fusion of that, and uh, that's a sound that I love with DJ Quick being one of my favorite producers. Yeah. So the whole G-Funk era, like, I love that musically. Like, I love that shit, man. Mm-hmm. And my boy Snow, he kind of, uh, he kind of, he kind of making sure that shit stay alive, you know. What, uh, what's your favorite, like, I think you, I mean, you said you're kind of like an old head when it comes to music. But mm-hmm. What's your favorite era, like, early, Ooh, late 90s? Favorite or? era. Man, well, that's and then and then, what's one era you think could could not exist? I could and we'd do still it be good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me see. My favorite shit. I'm gonna probably have to go with this. I'm gonna have to go with the '70s just because that was still an era where if you were a quote unquote producer, motherfucker, you better know how to play some keys. You better know how to strum a guitar, mm. something. 
I don't know computers and shit. Your ass had to really know how to get in that studio and do something. Could you imagine DJ Khaled in the 70s? Nope. Wouldn't be one. Irre- <laughs> Irrelevant. <laughs> Wouldn't be one. You feel me? Yeah. I know so, Rihanna. Right, we don't give a fuck. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so like, and, and even if you think about, um, like if you think about the art of sampling, like especially in hip hop, a lot of records came from the 70s. You know, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't... Uh, Absolutely 70s music But a lot of the music That was being Or even today Like a lot of hip hop music That sampled Comes from the 70s yeah. So I, I would definitely Have to say That's probably my My favorite uh, My favorite uh, Era in music And a, a era I think we could do without Mmm Shit Mmm Damn bro That's hard bro I'm gonna be real We probably couldn't Damn I'm trying to it think. It doesn't even bro. have to be the full decade. The full decade, okay. Because I'm saying like 2005 to like 2008. Okay. I could do without most of that. I feel you. Bring in the freshman 2009 list and start. Right, right. I'm cool there. Um, well, as far as in our in our era or, or us coming up, I definitely could have uh I could have did without that whole Laffy Taffy shit. So that was what <laughs> so the so the 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 music of 2006, aside from aside from the Kingdom Come album by Jay-Z. Yeah, I could deal with all that shit, bro. Yeah. I won't. I won't tripping on none of that. I was like, all right now, like, and I was a kid. We were kids. We, we were yeah, the same I was age. Like 15, so we yeah. were kids. 14, nah, bro, 15. we were younger than that, bro. I, I was born in ninety one. Oh, you born ninety one? Oh, six. Okay. I was fifteen. Okay, yeah. boom, boom. So, bro, man, I could deal with all that shit, yeah. bro. I was not feeling that shit at all. Even as a kid, I'm like, man, get this shit out of here. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, like I said, like the young jock, like it was. Yeah, the, what you said—the snap music, like it yeah. was cool, but like right. I, I like the other shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, shout out like, to D4L though, man. R.I.P. Shawty Low, but man, I could deal without that shit, bro. <laughs> for real. <laughs> oh man, oh that's that's great. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, the back to like the '70s thing. I, that like I'm a huge Kanye fan too. Right, like, he's my whole forearm. Right, but, um, like though, yeah, like those like. All the samples he was mm-hmm. doing, like I liked, I liked that he kept a lot of his samples like pure in a right. sense. Like he didn't chop them too much, right? Right. You know what I mean? Like the Curtis Mayfield, um, oh well, damn, what song was that? Touch the sky. Yes. Get exactly. on up, man. Yeah. Curtis Mayfield, get on up. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, that was. Yes, sir. Like I liked. Yeah, that he, he didn't really touch it. You're right. He ain't yeah. really. He ain't really. I think he just pitched it or or bumped the tempo like yeah. five. Oh, but then you know like what? That. Then just on some nerd shit, you know who actually made that beat? Just Blaze. Really? Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah, ain't that some shit? That's crazy. Let me let me make sure. Let me make sure I'm right on that though, because yeah, I don't want check. I don't want somebody to be like, nah, he was wrong. Are you a Kanye fan? Yeah, I'm definitely a Kanye fan on, on the production tip for sure. Yeah, I mean on the rap tip too, but on the production tip, hell yeah, man. Yeah, like with the samples and shit, bro. He was going crazy, man. What's um, your favorite Kanye album? Favorite Kanye album? Shit. I'm gonna go with uh graduation, bro. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah. A lot of people would say college dropout, which you know that's that's debatable. But as far as me coming up and being a producer, graduation influenced me the most. Mm-hmm. Just cause yeah, that was mine too. That was 2007, so I was 15, and that was like right at that age where it was like I'm about to start making beats. Yeah. So like, man, listening to that album, bro, man, I, that. And it was a breath of fresh air nah, from was, that Laffy Taffy shit. For real. Because it was only a year later. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, 07. you know, we, we was yeah. coming off of that shit. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Did you like Yeezus? Nope. No? <laughs> nah. Yeezus, I, I was nope. indifferent about it. Like, Yeezus was like, it's like, I used to work at Applebee's and at two in the morning when I'm mopping floors. Right. 
it was dope to listen to Yeezus. Right, like, right, right. You know what I mean? I'm not listening to that while doing homework. Right. It sounded like a computer virus. Like if okay. a computer virus made noises. Yeah. That's what some of those beats sounded like. Just Blaze did record, I mean, did produce uh, Touch the Sky, by the way. I was right. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that's some shit. I've been let down. <laughs> <laughs> um. So do you have any, like when you, I want to go back to like, producing a little bit more and then we can start wrapping things up yeah as far as like sample chopping because I, I love that kind of stuff so mm -hmm. much what do you like what's your process what do you like don't give anything away obviously yeah every I producer has their tricks but like <clears throat> i got you let's see so if i had a song right now that i wanted to chop the main thing i'm looking for is like a break where there's no drums now i i mean there there well especially now that i've gotten more advanced with my sample chops and shit like i can Chop up a sample that where the drums are playing, but a lot of times I'm trying to find uh, those couple bars where there's no drums. Mm -hmm. That way I could throw my drums on there and just go crazy. Yeah. So that's the first thing I'm looking for. Then let's say after I got that, um, it's about rearranging the, the sample. I try not to let it just be like a loop of how it was. I try to like maybe take the the end of it. And, uh, and let that be the beginning You know what I'm saying mm -hmm. So I think that's another thing Like with chopping samples You gotta have that ear To rearrange You know what I'm saying Cause anybody can just take a A loop And just loop that shit I mean that, anybody can do that You know yeah. but, That's why when he asked He's like let's see your beats I'm yeah. like no bro <laughs> It's like I would yeah. never Like Right And that And that, and, I, and I'm, I don't even mean The shit on loops Cause there's some loops out there that's, just, that's off the chain Where it's so dope Where the loop won't Seem repetitive to you because yeah. it, it's so pleasing to the ear, but um, but as far as chopping samples, like I, I try to get a, a part in the the song where there's no drums, where that kind of make it a little easier for me to rearrange the chop, you know. Yeah. yeah. So that that's the main that's the main thing I look for, man. Uh, no drums, but you know, like I said, as the years have went by and my my ear has gotten more sharp, that ain't really. A problem if there is a part that I want to sample and the drums are in there, I can kind of figure out ways to tweak it and try to get them out of there yeah. as much as I can. Do you always start with a sample or do you ever have like drums first? Um, I know that's another question a lot of people get. Yeah, well, like like if I'm like if I know I'm getting ready to make a beat with a sample, yeah, I definitely start with the sample first because mm -hmm. you know what I do? I treat the sample as an instrument. I don't rely on the sample. And then see, that's I'm glad you asked me that because I see that's another thing with me. And chopping samples, especially now in 2020. I mean, I've been doing it, but just you know, speaking in real time as far as me chopping samples, I like I'll chop it and uh, have it arranged how I want it, and then I'll just treat that as an instrument, bro. So mm -hmm. I don't just rely on that sample and throw drums on it. Like I'll chop it up how I want to. Then I'm gonna play some keys on it. Then I'm gonna go get some strings and play some strings on that motherfucker. Then I'm gonna go get some crazy synthesizers and throw all that on there. Then throw the drums on there. So guess what? Boom. By the time the beat is done, I can take the sample out and still have a whole beat. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm using the sample as an instrument. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But of course, there are some beats where there's nothing but the drums in the sample. I mean, there's a lot of beats like that. Yeah. But to try to stand out, I I try to play a lot of keys and play like a lot of Shit on top of my samples mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying Which you know It be working so, You know Cause sometimes yeah. People be like Damn bro man, That shit fire How you do that You know so, yeah, yeah I feel like you probably Get that a lot Yeah Cause all your stuff Seems to Time, seems time to, to time fire. Yeah What do you arrange Your drums in Like do you Like Cause you hear a lot of people Like oh the 808's gotta hit You mm -hmm. don't You probably don't use A ton of 808's Nah I don't 
But what do you, I, I mean, you have I, a certain order that you like to arrange your drums? You start with the hi hats, oh, the okay. bounce. You know what I mean? You okay, get that. I got you. I like, so suck at wording questions. So let's say, uh, let's say I'm I'm making a beat where I'm not using a sample, or let's say I am using a sample. Fuck it. After I got the sample chop and it's time for the drums, I usually start with the percussion first. Like I'll go find the hi hat, mm-hmm. then I'll go find like. Uh, a open hi hat. Like I, I, I usually try to start with the closed hi hat and the open hi hat. Then I go get the clap. Like really, I just start with the percussion first. Mm-hmm. I mean, I go get some fucking some uh, some triangles, like anything percussion. Like I'll start with all that first. Then I get to the low end. Then I go get the eight oh eight or the kick. And a lot of times, like especially now with the eight oh eight being used the way it is now, shit, bro, it's crazy. I, I damn near. Try to stay away from the 808 Like I like using sub basses And like VSTs that have like bass guitars and shit Yeah Again all that is just me Going back to my musician roots Like with me playing the drums I had a bass player right beside me the whole time Coming up playing the drums in church Mm -hmm. So all that shit was like subconsciously being Programmed in my brain Learning how to play bass lines You know what I'm saying So I don't really have to rely on 808s But 808s are cool though Like I love 808s You go back to what's familiar Exactly That's dope Yeah um, so what are some of your goals, man? Like, what are you, what are you doing? I know, like you said earlier, everybody's kind of in a creative zone. Hopefully, mm-hmm. right now that's working. But what yeah. do you want to do coming out of this? Or <clears throat> goals for twenty twenty? Uh, so goals for twenty twenty, man. Uh, as far as on the artist tip, man, me and the mod keep mashing, and uh, you know, get our, get our projects out because we got two we working on. Uh, he going to put out an album. Where I have majority of the production, but then we're gonna also do like an EP where it's me and him. So me and him just to continue to build, man, organically, bro. Uh, that's like top priority as far as uh, producer artist relationship, mm-hmm. you know. And then like I mentioned, my boy down in Dallas, AJ Snow. Me and him been working a lot. We got hella records in the stash, so work with him as well. Um, but some of my other goals, man, like I really want to get back into um, licensing my beats for like TV shows and shit. Cause I had some beats on some TV shows like four or five years ago, like right when I was getting out of college. Like I had some shit oh, on damn. Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Total Divas, a couple other like random ass shows on like E Network and shit. And I still get paid for that shit, but yeah. it's not enough where it's like, all right, I can yeah. take off, you know? <laughs> shit, it's like, you know, it's. it's I get paid from it, you know what yeah. I'm saying, but it's not nowhere near where it should be. You know, how did you? What do you upload them to? To uh, well, I got you that put situ- them on like a like a streaming platform that is royalty free for shows and stuff. Well, when this happened, this was like 2014, 2015. Basically, at that time, I had just been sending shit out like to everybody, like different. Okay, so basically, like to get your music, whether it's whether you are independent. Uh, artist or or producer like basically the main medium to get your music into TV shows and shit is to um have your music um in like a music library mm-hmm. and like there's tons and tons of music library companies out there that kind of play the liaison between you and music supervisors for a show on Netflix or a show on FX or whatever, you know. So the music, let's say a music supervisor for a show on HBO, they got thousands of emails coming in every day from independent artists and independent producers. So what they'll do is go to somebody that they trust, like a music library, like, hey, what what beats y'all got or mm-hmm. what independent artists that y'all got, you know. So they'll go through that versus 
uh, opening up an unsolicited email. Oh, okay. So it's kind of, I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard, bro, because, you know, a lot of people starting to get hip to the licensing game now, too. And there's big money in that shit, bro. Like, it's crazy. Especially um, with something like the Kardashian show. Right, exactly. Like, so reruns of that go crazy. Right, right. So at the time, like, um, like all the shows that I had beats placed on, all all of them had came like around the same time. And like I said, this was years ago now. But like the first royalty check I had got for all of those shows and shit, like running like consistently, it was like a couple bands. Damn. But it started trickling down because the episodes started airing less and less. Yeah. And mind you, like now it's been five, six years. So them couple bands done went to like gas money and shit now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which is cool yeah. though because it's like, well shit, I'm still getting paid off this shit. Yeah. So it's kind of still motivation. It's like, well damn man, I should have, uh, I should have kept going or like, uh, capitalized been, on yeah, it. Yeah, I should have capitalized yeah. on it. And it's crazy because the actual music library that I was fucking with at the time, they actually folded. So that kind of mm. fucked me up too. And they and they actually tried to uh, put me on to another music library, but um, they were kind of talking crazy like with the contracts and shit, like trying to like get me to sign some like exclusive shit. Mm. And I won't really with that. Yeah. So I kind of passed on it. I was like, I'd rather keep all my shit versus knowing you gonna own this and you only. I ain't, I ain't with all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was like one that you got like, <clears throat> what was the first placement you got that you got crazy, like excited about or didn't uh, expect again? My very first one was a Dave East record, bro, believe it or not. Yeah, no cap, bro, for real. It's a throwaway song. It's on YouTube to this you day, though. You say that every time. Bro, I swear Everything to God. Everything is a throwaway. I swear to God. You, this shit was a super throwaway, bro. This was 2011, bro. I was 19, bro. I was in the dorms making beats, bro. So the mix was terrible back then. Oh, so it was way, It was like on his mix, like the Hate Me Now mixtape? Oh, it was, this was, bro. Or it this, was like This song back. was such a throwaway, it wasn't even on a mixtape. It's on YouTube. <laughs> That's crazy. Before I leave, I, I, uh, I'll yeah, send it send to it you. To me. And I was I was still going by diverse at the time, you know what I'm saying? That's how long ago this shit was, bro. But anyway, this is way before his deal with Def Jam Master Bill, way before it, because yeah. all, all that happened like 2013, 2014. This 2011. So ain't nobody know who the fuck Dave East was. Yeah. But I was so hip and persistent on the internet trying to find who the next big person was. I think I ended up getting hooked up with Dave East because I think Knife Wonder had tweeted him or something. It was something. I was like, well, shit, if Knife wanted to talk to this nigga, then he got to be somebody or yeah. he, he going to be somebody. Yeah. So uh, it went from there. I sent him some beats and he was like, yo, bro, this is dope, bro. Uh, I'm going to use such and such. I was like, all right, cool. Now, mind you, at the time, bro, he was just a another artist trying to get on. So basically what I'm trying to say is I didn't keep up the relationship because I didn't realize who he was going to be. Mm-hmm. But if I would have... Did my part I probably would've made One of the Davies albums Three, four years later Yeah But you know By the time I realized What was going on with him Like I had changed emails And oh, I didn't yeah. really Keep in contact with him When I had sent the beat In the first place You know what I'm saying yeah. So that was a situation Where I kind of fucked up But shout out <laughs> to Davies though man that, that shit is still on YouTube bro yeah. Yeah, So that, that was my first one I ain't get paid for it Or nothing But like You know shit That was the first Artists, you know, outside of yeah. like, I guess, like my social group that you know use my shit. Because at yeah. the time, I think the only artist I had worked with was a mod. This was 2011. This was like sophomore year of college. So yeah. damn. Yeah. So just to reference, a mod's um, a rapper from Fayetteville who I'm gonna have on next week. Um, so yeah, that's where I, you've said his name a couple times. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. nobody's gonna know who you're talking about. Oh yeah, they go. Um, they gonna know. They gonna yeah, know. Yeah, after, yeah. after a while, everybody gonna know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah, but, yeah uh, that's the homie. 
Yeah, hell yeah. Cool, man. Thank you for uh, coming out and doing this. Anytime, man. I appreciate Definitely got to come real. back, man. For yeah, sure. oh, for sure. Appreciate Once you. all this shit settles down and we can start getting back to normal. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, um, cool, man. Let the people... You have anything for me? Uh, man, shout Any out questions? to City Limits, man. Uh, man, the whole brand, bro. I love it, man. Like, I see big things in the future for City Limits, man. Like, I already know this shit is going to be world renowned one day, bro. So I'm just happy to be a part of this shit early. Thank you know you, what I'm saying? So when it do pop, yeah, I can be part like, of the, man, I was on that part shit. Part of the building block. Yeah, that's I was on been, that shit with bros. With bros, you know? Block. Trying to get this shit off the ground. So, yeah. yeah, man. Shout out to City Limits, man. For real, Thank bro. you, bro. Yeah. Uh, let everybody know where they can find your your music at, your beats. Oh, uh, man. Uh, Twitter, all, my, all, all my Twitter handles, man. Well, all my Twitter handles. All my social media handles are Tavares Jordan, man. T-A-V-A-R-A-S. Jordan as in Michael. Yeah. Cool. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, like I said at the beginning, I hope everyone is, is staying safe and uh, staying sane in this time. Um, if you haven't already left a review on Google Play, whatever the hell Google is for podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, jump on there and leave this a review if you loved it. Uh, five stars if you loved it. One if you hated it. Be honest. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Um, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, man. Oh, yeah. No doubt, man.